Let's talk a little NBA. Let's do it. Um, before we jump into this final stuff, there's one boost that I want to throw out there before we get into our Eastern Conference on Eastern Conference preview. Jeez. Um, it's a special prop for tomorrow night. Just released on BetMGM. It's a boost. Chris Middleton to make five plus three-pointers plus 425 odds. I may consider that one. Speaking of Chris Middleton, let's start with the Bucs. I think they're going to wrap up the series. Coach believes they're going to wrap up the series. You still say Hawks and seven? No. No? You're on the Bucs? I'm off of it. It's the Bucs. So how do the Bucs match up against the Suns? Like, the Suns are minus 190 favorites, I believe, still. I'll check here um, in a second. But yes. once Suns Milwaukee, minus 175 favorites now. 175 now? Yep. Yeah, okay, so... There's the news that Giannis, if there's a game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals, is probably going to be able to give it a go, meaning he would be available for the finals if the Bucs were to advance. I still think that's probably where the Suns would be. Minus 160 if it moves down at all. Mm-hmm. Maybe minus 150, but they're going to be the favorites with the Bucs a little bit beat up. No Dante DiVincenzo, not that that matters a whole lot, but it's still your starting two guards out. Giannis will probably be about 70 80%. Suns are fully healthy now. The only thing that they were dealing with really was just Chris Paul and the COVID protocol, but he looked damn good in that last one. You think Giannis be 70, 80? I don't even know. Maybe like. That looked bad. Maybe like. Probably 60, 55. He'll probably still be giving him 34, 15. But man, if he doesn't have lift, just imagine when he tries to shoot jumpers. The only thing that concerns me is just going down, like being Giannis and having to go down here. Like he has to bang in the paint night after night. Like that's the reason why I thought it was more of a shot that we see Trey Young. You know, sooner than anything, because of the fact that Trey doesn't have to be down low. He doesn't have to put himself in the line of fire. He can just take threes all night. Giannis lives in the paint, in the restricted area. That's That's got to be some sort of, there has to be some sort of concern or a, a scare, at least to me as a fan or Giannis as a basketball player, to have to be as a physical basketball player as he is down low against DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, I know. Who I, I know Ayton doesn't typically do his job on the offensive side of the ball, but he's a good defender. He's a really good defender. Ask Nikola Jokic. Ask Joel Embiid. Like, ask the best NBA players, especially at that five position, who they have the toughest go against. DeAndre Ayton is at the top of a lot of those guys' lists. Oh, yeah. So. Dude's a dominant rim protector. And he's, and he's mobile. Been, and he's been awesome offensively until we take his props, and then he goes off for 10 in the first quarter and doesn't that's, score again. That's how fourth. it typically goes for all of us. But, I mean, right before here. that, he was going over 20 every single night. I mean, yeah. he hadn't scored under 18. Dominated in that Nuggets series, like you said. Oh man, yeah. I still, I, I would take a shot. I'm like, if that's the case, I'm gonna take a shot with the Bucks though. At plus one eighty five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, getting the Bucks plus money. Um, two years ago, the Bucks were the best team in the league. They just collapsed in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I kind of gave them a free pass. I shouldn't have, but they had a two zero series lead that they blew. But they blew it because they were facing a team with a bunch of postseason experience. Bud got out coached by Nick Nurse. They built a wall. They forced Giannis to shoot jumpers. Chris Middleton in that series only averaged like fifteen points. I mean. They weren't getting production from anybody other than Giannis, and they just kind of fell apart. But I was like, okay, they don't have any playoff experience. Their only experience other than that in the playoffs was the year before when they were the eighth seed and lost to Boston in seven with Joe Prunty as their head coach. Who? Joe Prunty. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's why I was like, okay. And then the next year, I mean, it was a disappointing ending, obviously, in the bubble. There's no reason. There's no excuse for them to get bounced in the second round by Miami. But Miami ultimately goes on then to beat Boston as well in the Eastern Conference Finals and goes to the NBA Finals. This year, I feel like the Bucks kind of realized that the regular season doesn't mean a whole lot. Like, you just got to get a top four seed. You got to try to stay healthy. LeBron's kind of proven that's been the blueprint. Like, you don't always need to be the number one overall seed. You just got to be the best team, and you got to be healthy. Like, the Nets could have been the sixth seed. Yeah. And if they would have stayed healthy, they'd be playing right now. You know what scares me, And though? they would have won it. 
I think they would have won. You know, absolutely. Uh, especially, especially, the, especially healthy. Like the best finals we were gonna get was gonna be if Kawhi could stay healthy. I still believe that the Clippers are playing right now. As good as the Suns have been, no, with a healthy. That, I mean, I they took they them to six series. without Kawhi. They you know what I mean? Series. Kawhi was, and then nobody's talking about how great Kawhi Leonard was playing. Right, like. All time, the dunk all time postseason yeah. performances. Like they weren't just like, oh, Kawhi had thirty points. Like he was breaking records. Yeah, in the postseason. Um, the only thing that concerns me about the Bucks matchup with uh, the Suns, if that is what we do see, yeah. Um, Giannis is not my only concern. Even if he's 55 percent, the depth in which the Suns carry on that roster. Yeah, they're a deep team. You know, Cam Cam Johnson, Cameron Payne, Cam Johnson, all yeah. those like those guys can come in and get you buckets. Like we know that if Giannis isn't going to be 100, percent he's going to give it his all. But Drew Holiday has to step up. Chris Middleton has to step up. Yeah. But when they need a breather, were they going to play 45 minutes a night? Because Cameron Payne can Cameron Payne's confident. I know we're talking. It's crazy that they were just talking about how much of an impact Cameron Payne has on the NBA Finals when they do get there. But he's been playing phenomenal. Who's going to go out? Who's going to be in that game and chase around campaign? Bryn Forbes? No, really. And that's what I was going to say. It's not going to be um, Bryn Forbes, obviously. Like you saw last night, Bryn Forbes. Honestly, he he got so <laughs> sold on this shot fake. He fell out of his shoes literally last night. Bryn yep. Forbes, and when he's knocking down, not knocking down shots, there's no no reason for Bryn Forbes to be on the floor. He has no business being out there. Pat Connaughton, same story. Like, if he's not hitting threes, at least he gives you effort. But, like, look at the role players. That's a good point. And you can't play Teague in that series. No. There's no reason. You he can't even abused. give Teague seven minutes. He, like He could abuse. Against Chris Paul and campaign. And then also, what about the backup bigs? So, I do like Bobby Portis and PJ Tucker. I, I mean, they're, they're kind of starters by default now, but but I feel like they're Bobby Portis is not. I mean, PJ Tucker's clearly undersized, but guys like not saying that Dario Sarge is good, but he's a bigger body, right, to handle off the bench. Yeah. Like guys like Jay Crowder as well. I mean, he's I don't know, man. See, I, that's the thing. Like Bud's gonna have to play everybody thirty eight plus minutes, and he hates play. doing that. And is Giannis going to be capable of playing 38-plus minutes coming back from this? I mean, is Giannis, like, is he capable of playing at all is the first question. And then the second question is, is he going to be able to give you 40 minutes a run? Because if not, I don't know how they how they keep, like, we haven't even talked about Crowder. Right. You know, and, and then Aiton. As a, as a Buck fan, as a Buck analyst, yeah, you have to see for yourself, like, you have to protect Giannis from himself. Right. Like, Giannis, let's say you do say, okay, Giannis, you can go out there and play. Yeah. Giannis is going to want to go out there and run through a freaking wall for 40 straight minutes. And we're, we have a longer, this, this guy's, it's not the last year of his career. He's going to be in his prime for the next five, six, seven years. I know it's hard to say, are you willing to risk it all? But this is the NBA championship, but like you got to protect it. Like it's got to be some type of, even with, even with Chris Paul coming back from a miss, what one or two games with the COVID protocol, Chris Paul, Monty Williams didn't even want to pay, play him 26 minutes. Like, that was too much, too many minutes. But Cameron Payne, of course, went out with the ankle. Dude, two weeks away from the floor, and you're out of basketball shape. There's a difference between being in shape. I've always said this. Like, working out every day yeah. and going and running full court. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, man, nowadays, like, if I don't play for a month, I got to run half court. Because, yes. like, four trips up and down the floor, you get the pain in your side. And you're playing. And, and you're, even pro athletes, too. And you're playing guys that look like you. You know right. what I'm saying? Exactly. A couple guys out there that might be like, oh, he played D3, he played D2. Yeah. And it's like one guy like, okay, you shouldn't be out here. Right. But you're not going and banging in the paint against, you know, DeAndre, a 7-foot, 2, 3% body fat behemoth. Shoulders are bigger than my head. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. I, I am concerned to see how they handle Giannis if he does come back because he's going to want to come back. That's just who he is. 
I, I, I fear, especially in this season. Like because it's not just Giannis got hurt in the postseason and that's it. He has had the least amount of rest throughout this entire season, right? Because of the truncated schedule. And he doesn't he doesn't use load management. Load management. He set out a couple games. But that's because literally any time that they, they they have to force him to sit, the yeah. training staff, and it's always a knee injury. And I'm glad that you brought that up because you sometimes, as I've said, like you have to save the player from himself. Yeah. And look at the different situations and examples of that, like the ones that we don't want to talk about, like our two of our favorite players, RG3. Yeah. Should have never been on the field in that game. Curse you, Shanahan. Derrick Rose. you. Derrick Rose, like the torn ACL, everybody gave him a hard time because he kept saying, like, I don't know, my body doesn't feel right. And everybody was trying to rush him back. What, what happens when he does come back? Then it's a meniscus injury. It was like all these little injuries kept piling on. And then you're overcompensating a little bit. And so that's the only thing that concerns me. I'm with you on Giannis. And he's the type of dude that if he comes back, he's going to want to be out there for 38 minutes. Right. And that's why they had the owner. Uh, Peter Fagan was talking to him in the huddle. Or, or the GM, John Horse, was down there talking to him in the huddle. And they're probably saying, like, yo, man, we want this title too. We haven't won one since the 70s. We know you want this, but we also just signed you this offseason to the Supermax. So we're paying you nearly $300 million for the like the next decade. Yeah. We can't have you die literally on the court. We're talking a knee. Because like, look at Derrick Rose, man, the youngest MVP ever. And I'm glad that he's doing what he's doing right now in New York, but he had to learn a whole new game. Like yeah. he's not Derek anymore that used to jump over everybody and put Goran Dragic on posters. Man, he's a mid-range Yeah, he's shooting mid-range jumpers. Like and his, floaters. He's playing defense now. Yeah. Because he has to to stay in the league. We don't want that for Giannis. So <laughs> I think they'll have to save him from himself. Which but just I still limits think them, he plays. E- it yeah, limits them no. even more. Because in- they'll get killed on the boards yeah. in that series. That's the one team that could hang with them on the boards. Because the Bucks are the best rebounding team in the playoffs. They were the best rebounding team all season long. But the Suns just have dudes that will crash the glass. Like even Devin Booker will give them six, seven boards. And if they're relying on P.J. Tucker and Middleton. Like even last night, Brooke Lopez had 30 points. But what do you have, like seven or eight boards? Yeah. He doesn't want to bang in the paint. Yeah. And also, to that degree, to that extent, I'm looking at the Suns, and I'm thinking, wow, here we go again. Drop coverage for Bud in that defense. Exactly. That's the other thing. Chris Paul, the point guard, he's going to eat that alive. Especially Devin Booker, in the pick and roll. Pick and roll. It's, yeah. just, it's over. It's over. Especially if Bud, Bud has shown – Bud wouldn't change his defense to stop to limit floaters against the number one floater shooting guard in the NBA. I know, Trae that's Young. what I'm saying, man. Like, so what Young, is he going to do with two? two, two Trey Young was the only playmaking, like, uh, offensive initiating guard that was on the floor. What are you going to do with Devin Booker's on one side and Chris Paul's on the other? 